You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. We're thankful tonight to have uh, some special guests with us, and uh, they are members of the Calvary Church and have been a part of us for a few years, and uh, we're going to get to dive into their story a little bit. I know that you'll enjoy hearing from them, Uh, but I'll introduce them. This is Matthew and Lydia uh, Saniolo, uh, kind of pronouncing it, sort of. I got it. Okay. Um, but uh, they are an amazing family. They have a son, Victor, who uh, is usually front and center every Sunday and uh, goes to Fairfield High School and uh, part of uh, that school. Uh, but uh, Matthew and Lydia, we're going to dive into your story a little bit and just uh, uh, hear about... Uh, your childhood and hear about uh, your uh, coming to the United States and then ultimately your faith. So let's dive into uh, your history a little bit, your early years, and uh, we'll start start with you, Matthew. Um, kind of tell us where you grew up, what that experience was like. Okay. Yeah, that's the beginning of life. Uh, actually, I grew up in Lagos, Nigeria. Okay. Because in Nigeria is a country uh, regarded as the most populous black country mm. in the world. Yeah, our population is now over 200 million. 200 million. Yeah, and the country is, you know, kind of made up of both Christians and Muslims. Mm. You can look at the ratio in the neighborhood of 50-50. And then you see have some traditional believers as well. Yeah. It's not, you know, only Christian and Muslim. You know, we still have some, you know. And uh, Lagos is also, like we call it, an, you know, center of excellence. Mm-hmm. And that's where I grew up. Okay. That's where I grew up. Okay. Yeah. All right, Lydia, um, what was it? Did you grow up in Nigeria as well? Yes, uh, I was born to the family of late overseers, Grace Ogundikwe. So I was born in Lagos, Nigeria as well, and I was raised by my parents. That was in May 31st, 1974. Okay. So I grew up there in my childhood. I went to elementary school there. Then from there, I moved to another state within the country where I went to move to live with my grandmother. So that was when I started my secondary school, which we call high school here. So from then I moved back to Lagos, Nigeria to live with my parents where I know, know so went to high school, the college, so and at the same time the university. So okay. and it's been awesome. Alright, I'm gonna move that a little bit. There we go. Um so, uh, you both grew grew up there. Uh, what was what was uh, it like being 
a child in, in Lagos, what, what was that like? What are some early experiences or memories that you have? Yeah, growing up in Lagos is uh, when you try to really describe the childhood experience, it's kind of, you know, uh, both good and bad. Mm. The ugly, you know, good things happen. And uh, you see, if not for Christ, yeah, you know, He's the way. He will lead you through the right path. Yeah, and that's our testimony today. Because you know, where we grew up, our parents really, you know, directed us in the paths of Christ. Yeah, and then when you're on the path of the Christ. Holy Spirit is with you, will teach you the right way. Yeah. And that's what we are enjoying today because they laid the foundation yeah, for us. Yeah, they laid it. Actually, you know, us, you know, country or society, you know, that will definitely be, you know, the he's, the ugly, and all the bad things. But we were being, uh, how would I say, uh, we enjoy Christ. That's us, mm-hmm. the bottom line. We enjoy Christ. And not that that were not challenges of life. I could remember sometimes uh, when, I don't think we've gotten to that level, but I think, let me just say it. You see, like I said, life is full of ups and downs. I was, age of 15 years, I lost my dad. Mm. And you know what that really means when you love your, you know, the breadwinner. Yeah. And then it got to a time my sibling said, one of my siblings said, Matthew, you're not going to college because no money. Mm. So you're going to learn how to trade. You know, who said I was our firstborn? And then how many we, siblings do you have? I got six, I mean, five siblings. Five siblings. And I, I'm the last born. <laughs> so one of my siblings, my other brother also, which was a junior to the one that spoke said, no, Matthew's going to go to school. Mm. You know, you, you can see the way God is actually working. And even after the demise of my uh, father, I still went through school. I went through colleges. God just made it, you wow. know, make it happen. Yeah. yeah. I'm an accountant. Yeah. What you guys, you know, call CPA here. Yeah. You know, I mean, for you to have passed through that rigorous, you know, uh, time in your life as tea come out flying color. Yeah. You will see that is God. Yeah. That is actually made the way for you. Make the way. Yeah. So all we ascribe all the glory to God. It's not our knowledge of our ability. This is our testimony. Just yeah. as you target the episode. Yeah. Episode means what? Letter written. Yeah. You see, regarding the scripture, the epistle of Paul to the Corinthians, yeah. to the Romans to person means letter to you know different tribes of people to know about a faith yes. so that they will be you know uh, emboldened and they will be kind of you know edified yeah in yeah. that faith yeah absolutely that is just yeah. So yeah and it sounds like you know losing your dad at 15 is uh, I mean that's that's a difficult thing but the Lord ordered your steps even exactly. beyond that. Lydia, kind of what was your path through education? You said uh, you, you uh, 
uh, when in, you were in secondary, you moved with your grandparents, then back to your parents, uh, kind of walk us through what, what happened after secondary school. Yeah, uh, it's been like up and down as well, because I can say uh, a little bit bitter experience when I left my parents, moved to live with my grandmother, you know, going to school, so then we were three, then, so my two senior sisters, so that was the third born of the family. So knowing Christ, because we were born into a Christian home, so my grandparents will love us to like, no walking, no selling things on the streets, you know, and in order to make ends meet. Meanwhile, my dad you know, used to send money as monthly upkeep, but trying to you know, train us in a hard way, I don't know. So though, actually, when I asked my parents that why did you allow us to move to live with our grandmother, but he said that because my dad used to travel a lot, and at the same time, Lagos, Nigeria, I can liken it to, let's say, Las Vegas here, or to... Ohio, you know, Ohio has been peaceful, but you know, the most lifestyle uh, mode of living, mm. lifestyle in uh, Las, Ve- Las Vegas knows could be a little bit challenging if you don't know your God. So yeah. that's what my dad does, doesn't want us to experience or to mingle with bad people. Yeah. So now, you know, he was protecting to, you. He was like, having you move with your grandmother. To Christ, but yeah. now, you no, know, the way that if not for Christ and the Holy Spirit. Of course, you know, is the one that can lead us because going to school, I can decide to know the lot of things, lot of friends, no access to do is that from school that they will have other clothes because we have a uniform. Other clothes in their bag from school, they move elsewhere. They can go to boys' house, you no, know, mm-hmm. and which the parents cannot know. But I thank God for the Holy Spirit leading us because I have a lot of friends that who are not that are pagans that are not in Christ, mm-hmm. that leading us no, but. I thank God for Holy Spirit leading us. So I then going to church because I love choir right from my childhood. Mm. I love singing. So going to church, I would love to know, going to Sunday school, children class, what of you. And the choir, my grandmother will want at least two people out of three of us to stay at home. And do they ask us why won't we go for choir practice? Okay. So eventually it's going to be me. So I'll, it was kind of a little bit challenging, but I thank God that I say true. So immediately after my high school, I told my dad that I'm coming back to you. So from there, I had the opportunity to went back to Lagos, then I started awesome. my college. Yeah. All right. So I, I, one of the aspects of your story that I enjoyed when we uh, got to spend some time together, tell us about how you met in that process. Okay. Yeah. You want to handle it or I take it? So uh, that okay. you had let, to eat. Uh, let me see. When I first saw him in church. You saw him so in church. I saw him. We met in church. Okay, that's always and we, good. We were both choristers. We met in choir. Okay. But then I lost my dad's church. But he was once in school, you no, know, went to college. Well, I, once, I, was, I went to technical school then. So okay. I used to come home every weekend to come to church to worship. So when I just cited him, I said, "Was this baritone voice? No, it's kind of." Mm. Did you say baritone? I, yes, baritone, baritone voice. Baritone voice. Baritone said, mm. voice. So my mind is to have 
husband who has this you know, soprano voice, tiny <laughs> voice. And you know, so I, so when we first met, he greeted me and he said, how many you? So, yes, sister, my name, I'm Lydia. Said, sister Lydia. Okay, yes, I'm Sister Lydia, but Matthew, how are you doing? So, and we happens to be in the same evangelical party together as youths that we used to go out there, out door-to-door, out-door evangelism. Okay, inviting people to church. Right, Mm -hmm. so, and we'd be like, I don't know our church, we're doing it, handling it, as in church leaders, we'll be the one that, because we have what we call banner, that someone we hold from here, and the other person we hold from the other side. Okay. So it happens to be the two of us. Oh, you're holding we're a banner together. Banner. We'll lead in the front. Brought together by a banner. <laughs> yeah. Coincidentally, but we've not, he has not said that. Are you engaged? The my first mind question, was not even, you know, towards that. The, the first question he asked me that, Sister Lydia, are you engaged? I was like, hmm, I don't know. Kind of. I mean, <laughs> no, we didn't mean, you know, we didn't mean I wanted to say no, but I just, I was too shy because mm. then I used to play earlier than thou. Then, so I, moving closer to men is, or brothers, then it's like a kind of taboo because of the way I was raised up. Mm-hmm. So I, then gradually, then that was when my daddy traveled down to uh, the other state to go and meet her grandparents during Christmas period that he paid me a visit. Okay, mm. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you, you take the story from here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he has actually said the truth. You know, yeah, we met in the church, and the name of the church is the Apostolic Church. The Apostolic Church is one of the, you know, uh, greatest church in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Pure, you know, Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the rare things. When I saw your board, mm-hmm. there's board there, you know, yeah. there's something apostolic. Yeah, you know, yeah, say, hey, Pentecostal. This yeah. is apostolic. I mean, I, I love to, you know, join this church. And that's what brought us to Calvary. Okay. By the way, we are still on marriage or proposal yes. now. Yes. So in the church, <laughs> I didn't know, you know, I'm going to get uh, a wife from the choir. I was just serving the Lord. Because I, I play keyboard, I play lead guitar, mm-hmm. instrumentalist, you know. I was just doing, just enjoying my God, just serving the Lord. And that has been me from my, you know, since, uh, uh, let me say, I was 15 years of age, or even before then, I was part of the choir, I would sing in any convention, gathering, would be the one to organize the musical aspect of it. And I was just doing my own enjoy. I love doing it. I have great passion for it. Yeah. But see the way the Lord rewarded me, right? Within that unit. And one thing I've been praying for, say, God, give me the ribs, mm. the bone of my bone. Yeah. That's what I just pray. Each time I pray, even till we got married, I would tell God, if you know that this marriage is not from you, a day, even a day to the altar, do something to, wow. to separate us. Yeah. And that has been my prayer. So um, I was just doing my thing, and then, and then I just saw this lady. She seemed to have a very you know, strong soprano. She sings a lot, and I said, wow, this is good, okay. 
I don't even pay attention. I was just doing my own. Because my plan was that some other targets in the church that I felt, oh, this is what the Lord is actually pointing to. But because of I've prayed, and I've prayed, and the Lord said, hey, those ones you are seeing, they are not so. They are just there to what? To, 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 to kind of, you know, eat your money and run away. That's why we, that's, that, you understand that slang? That's what we, we normally say, you eat my money and you take off. <laughs> but this yeah. one is going to stay with you. It's going to stay. So I'm, now, explain the process of getting married. Yeah. So how does that work? Yeah, in so I'm going to, you know, in a nutshell, explain that. You know, because of uh, the tribe, we have... Uh, major three tribes in Nigeria. We have the Yorubas, you have the Usas, and you have the Igbos. If you Google it, those are the three major tribes in Nigeria. Put together, we speak in Nigeria, we speak over 500 languages. 500 languages, wow. But there is a common language that everybody speaks, and that is English. Okay. Because you know Nigeria has been colonized by the British. Yeah. So, and our own part is Yoruba. But within the Yoruba tribe, you still have different, 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 different mm-hmm. dialects. So she happens to come from the Ijesha side, Ilesha side. And I happen to come from the Abekuta. You understand? But there is this age long rivalry, unhealthy rivalry between the two tribes. They don't so want they're rivals. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Her dad doesn't want me to. <laughs> Sounds like a good dad. No, I'm kidding. But my mom came from inside. Can you imagine? My father-in-law went to my, my own clan to go and pick my mother-in-law. But he doesn't want me to marry his daughter. Wow. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at the lifestyle. But when I make the proposal and things like that, and then, we pray a lot, and before making the proposal, of course, we have gotten certain, you know, confirmation. Hey, this is the wife, because we pray a lot. Yeah. Each step we take, the Lord must lead you. Mm-hmm. You can't just do what is against the will of God. So you just have to pray each step. Even coming to America, when we get there, I will tell yeah. you what we did. So, since we got the green light to go ahead, I made the proposal. And then we start planning. My father-in-law was very, very, he doesn't like any man to go near her. She's mm. like, she's behaving as if, I mean, when you pump, you don't want anybody to go near your daughter. You're not going to marry your daughter. <laughs> we, <laughs> so I have to, you know, sat down one day and I pray, I pray, I pray, God, I want to go and meet my father. I mean, yeah, my father, my uh, father-in-law, just give me the grace, the boldness to talk that, hey, I want to marry your daughter. <laughs> then that day came and then I went and we spoke and I just just opened my mouth and I, I declared my intentions and what I heard was the question came, where are you from? Mm. And I, I told him, I'm from Abelkuta. Wow, I beg to tell you, and you want to marry my daughter? Yes, sir. Mm. That is what the Lord said. Okay, okay. 
Okay, you know the response. Mm-hmm. You know the response. So afterward, I left. She told me all that happened mm. when I departed. That it, that, that kick against it to the extent that she started crying. You know, <laughs> it was a tug of war. Yeah, tug of war. Yeah. <laughs> But you won. But eventually, yeah, we we got married. Yeah. And the father-in-law was so grateful that Uh I got married. That's awesome. Now, there's one little piece of this, and we'll move on to you coming to America. But now, how did you have to pay her family some kind of dowry to marry her? Yeah, I'm, I'm running through the process. So after they, I mean, the father-in-law now agreed, then we said... An engagement. They call it an engagement. Okay. It is not an engagement. You bring all the stuff, buy, you know, fruits, vegetables, all of that, you know, and then you bring it to the father's house. Like, okay, some people, they request for dowry okay. or bright price. Yeah. That is in terms of money. Some people charge as high as uh, one million, some people 50 yeah. million, but it depends. Yeah, that's what my daughters are going to be. <laughs> You're going to make a lot of money, man. I'm just, I, 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 and this is just pausing. This is, I think this is a great thing. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think it's a great thing that the, the, the man has to pay the father-in-law to marry his daughter. I'm just well, saying. Yeah, it depends on your culture. If yes. your culture doesn't permit <laughs> What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to be all out. Nope. That's right. What's going on? But if That's your right. culture permits, okay. you're going to have Okay. But as Christians, so the, though the normal <laughs> right is traditionally is just to present on that date on the uh, engagement period before we move to the altar for white uh, garment chair, I mean white wedding. So the bride price was pretend, uh, presented. So, but my daddy stood up, and that's the culture as Christian. So that I'm not selling my daughter, but I wanted to take good care of her. Wow. So the money, the dowry was returned. He returned it. Yeah. yeah. So that's wow. Christian. Well, that ruined my plan. <laughs> yeah. No, that and that's such a beautiful story, and there's so much there, and I I I know that I love talking about that, and just knowing how you all came together, and again watching the Lord order your steps is beautiful. Let's let's move to how you ended up coming to the United States. So, what was that process? Okay, the the process. I would just say started when I was in high school. I mean, in college. I was having issues with my courses, okay. and I need to make certain, I mean, I need to be in the honor rolls. I was having issues with those courses, and it has been my practice. Each time I'm facing some challenges, I just go on praying, fasting. It could be 21 days. I would just do self, you know, so that I could, you know, concentrate and pray against that challenge. So I was just praying. Then I would be hearing voices. You are not going to graduate with mm. your peers. You are not mm. going to graduate. You are not going to. See, in Africa, you, you face different, different challenges, different oppositions. Say, we resonate with flesh and blood, with our principalities. Yeah, that's right. So, 
they don't want you to do good except you now say, hey, you are determined, you want yeah. to do it. And with the help of God, you're going to be on top. So I was hearing voices. You're not going to. So I, just, I was just on that prayer and fasting program for about 21 days. And then at the end of the year, I graduated. Before there, mm. instead of me, because I would tell God, as I'm praying, I wanted to show me. I want to show me like a confirmation yeah, that confirmation. I'm going to graduate. Yeah. But I didn't, God didn't show me anything that I'm mm. going to graduate. I was like, what's going on? But God, instead, was taking me straight into my future. Wow. And I was seeing myself in the gathering of the wise. Wow. People, you know, working together, just as we are discussing and things like that. And I said, wait a minute, God, this is not what I... My plan was you to let me see yeah. if I'm going to graduate yeah, yeah. or not. Mm. So I've been having to see a whole lot of, you know, revelation, I mean, fusion like that, yeah. the white country. And uh, I didn't even take cognizance of it. I was just, you know, I graduated, I got a job. And also have, I'm part of the prayer group in the church. We had like about 20 or 40 prayer groups. We meet every Monday. Mm-hmm. And the day of prophecy, you know, the Apostolic Church, you know, we are spiritual being through that church, the body of Christ. One of right. the gifts of the Apostolic Church is the gift of prophecy. Yeah. So God says the Lord, He will yeah. talk to you directly. Yes. Call your name and say, Pastor Tom, yeah. I want you to do this. This is where I'm taking that. Yes. That day, the prophecy came out and mentioned our name that He's going to take us out of this. You know, wow. the location that was taking us far, but he wants us to do something that we should not forsake him. So, began to hear several confirmations, and I related it to when I was in college, the same thing. And I said, Hey, wait a minute, I think let me start yielding to what the Lord said we should do. So, I'm making plans. We applied for visa one time, I got it. In 2016, I came alone to the US on uh, our church here. We've got the Apostolic Church here. Was that your first visit in 2016? Yeah, was, yeah. 2016 okay. I came. And you by, came by yourself? I you came by myself. Okay. My family was still back yeah. home. So I came for their musical concert. We came and then I spent about three weeks. I went back. And with what I saw, give me a kind of a clearer picture of what the Lord has said. Wow. I see. And that was how we began to made the process and here we are today yeah so what was that uh, you came in 2016 then when did you uh, come again when I went you... back in 2016 I came in October 12 2016 and I went back in October 28 or 30 day of that so now when I went back I just you know gave my passport to my family my wife to go and apply for visa to the embassy, and they got it. Okay, so what? So and what? Then year? we got into US with my family April, precisely April 17, 2017. 2017. Yeah. Okay. So wow. Almost, so almost, five years, almost five years. Four years or some months. Now. Four or five years. Wow. Wow. And that experience. Uh, let's let's do one little kind of funny question here. What what were some of the challenges that you faced, or what were some of the things you didn't like about being here? It's just like uh, begin again. You start from the scratch. 
Because all what you know, labor for back home there, you, know, you can't bring your house that you built. We have house that we built, we both built, that you no, know, we just have to rent it out now. Mm. So you can't bring it down here. And to secure a job is a tug of war because everything needs to go legally. So, and in order to make ends meet, because you can't just you know, depend on people, even when you are biscotting, it's going to be for a while that you have to have your own house, maybe it could be rented, apartment, or whatever, but just, like, you have to keep doing something. But as the law we have is where he ordered the first step of his children. So, do two, thin and thick of the world, winter period, summer, fall, spring, it's not be easy because we came from the climate that's been <laughs> out. And we met and said, even that April was like I was shivering. shivering. And the, our orientation is that we, I, we were not brought, or I was not raised to put on like what we call pants here. Mm-hmm. So we call it trousers or jeans back mm-hmm. home. So I don't wear it. Yeah. It's against our belief yeah. as the apostolic church. We don't wear it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, how am I going to cope? So the <laughs> first day, my, my pastor's wife asked me to eat, eat. She just went to store and brought this. I was ashamed that I can't, I don't think I'm ready to work. He said, you are not, I don't think you're ready to work because like all this housekeeping, so I did housekeepers. Then along the line, the Lord just saw us through. So we started no working towards the papers. So, and, and I work as a, I did prep at, at hotel. So the Lord helped me. But the very first day that I walked pints, it's like, oh, the all eyes were on me. So I, I wasn't comfortable. So yeah. I used to put on like gown underneath. So when I get to work, I remove it. Then coming back, I have to remove it again. <laughs> so uh, it's been, but it's, it's been the Lord all the way. So yeah. had, you, remember, had you ever seen snow before? Before you came here? That's on TV. Just on TV? Yeah. Yeah. But we, we, the snow uh, we have there back home is just like stone, stony one. To drop on just you. been dropping. <laughs> like, you know, oh, the like, hail. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's different than snow. That's yeah, that hurts. Yeah. Like that tree. Yeah, rocks. Yeah, coming from the sky. Exactly. Yeah. So, got you there, it's been a, oh, but we thank God, God you know, has been seeing us through. Yeah. Mm. Okay. What's your favorite, I'm sorry, what's your favorite restaurant here in the U.S.? I have like, don't <laughs> Chipotle. Chipotle. Here we go. Chipotle, Canes. Canes, okay. Popeyes, you know, okay. kind of, you know. So. Did it take a little bit getting used to our food? Was that easy? You, you know what? In Nigeria, you know, we live in the center of excellence. Pretty yeah. well, what you have here, we yeah, have Yeah, you have it there, so it's not that so big of a you transition. You have a whole lot of people that have stayed in the U.S. Every system that you got here, yeah. the kind of fast food we have in Nigeria. Oh, okay. So we are used to that kind You're of used thing. to. a lot of spicy. Yeah, spicy. that's the difference. Yeah. Hot spices. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went to, where did we go, to Chili's? That was yeah. safe. Exactly. That was safe. That was safe. Right. I yeah. think you intended that you yeah. want to protect <laughs> yourself. I, I was protecting myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, um, I think it's a wonderful thing uh, that uh, you let the Lord lead you to the U.S. We have, I think of Sister Burton. She's a missionary to um, her family to Venezuela and uh, some of the Latin American countries, and, and we do that. But uh, for you to feel called 
and to have a vision to come to America in that way, I think, is compelling, and uh, I admire that, and, and uh, I think that's a wonderful thing. So uh, kind of as we're kind of coming to a close, I want you to maybe talk through some elements of your faith and and kind of what what that's been. Uh, I, I was able to be a part of a Bible, uh, not a Bible study, a prayer meeting, an on, online prayer meeting with uh, you. And so. there were, I, you can explain that prayer meeting, but it was very powerful. Uh, if I understood right, people from all over the world exactly. were on that call. And uh, just kind of talk through some of your um, Things that that you have uh, you feel from God to do. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we're talking about our faiths, and then we've laid the foundation that we are brought up by Christian parents. And uh, you know, over there, if your parents say, "Hey, let's go to church," you have no, you just have to abide. And that's you know, through that, we are growing in faith. I got to know the Lord better mm. when I lost my dad. Wow. At that time, you face reality. Yeah. Nobody will depend on. Yeah. All just you have to do, just mm. surrender everything to him and let him lead you. Mm. At that time, I began to hear his voice. Mm. I mean, you enjoy Christianity better. And coupled with that, you're serving the Lord. You are in the right place. Way back home, because of my activities in the Lord, I was ordained as a deacon. Mm. And that was uh, January 23rd, 2005. Yeah, and then uh, in 2013 also, I was you know, promoted to be an elder. Mm. My wife also, she's a deaconess in the church. And for you to be a deacon or an elder in the apostolic church, Wow, they will have scrutinized you, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. They scrutinize you spiritually. They say, hey, you're worth that position. It's not a position we say, by grace. Mm-hmm. They will have seen what your faith can produce. Yeah. I mean, they will have seen that you measure up to that standard. Yeah. So, uh, we blessed God because that has been our path. Yeah. That we know him. We know Christ who will serve. And uh, just a word, I said, come and taste, come and see, and see that Christ is good. good. And that is yeah, our testimony to see. Yeah. That's our testimony. It's been awesome. It's been from, you know, uh, victory unto victory. No, yeah. we face challenges. I'm telling you, we face challenges. But Christ said, be of good cheer, for I've conquered the world. I've conquered the world. Amen. 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 Do you want to add anything to that? Oh, yeah. Oh, just a little bit because he has said it all. Uh, this journey of you know, Christian faith. Actually, you know, I was born into a Christian home, but at the same time, because of the peer group or what I will, you know, we're just going to church you know, as usual. Normally, I've not really met Christ as ought to be to know God personally until I, when I got to college. So then it's done on me because I live alone in a hostel. So then I know Christ, and in Christ then, so I begin to know. Sometimes you know, you don't have you know, the spirit, the gift of you know, the same spirit, 
and uh, of faith in God, the word of wisdom, and the prophecy, and at the same time to see vision, so that whatever is coming up. So from there, I began to you know, build my faith in Christ. It's, there are lots of challenges that I you know, went through, passed through, you know, as you know, even my peer group, Mm. Lord, and draw, trying to draw me back to the world, but yeah. I thank God that we, uh, the Lord saw me through because the word of God says in Philippians no, 4 13 that I can do all things through yes. Christ who strengthens me. Amen. So it's been the Lord all the way, and at the same time, I give glory to God because we face a lot of challenges, you know, coming from different backgrounds. You no, know, we met together and to become one. It's not be easy, you no, know, even the challenges we face from both families. Even apart from my parents, the family members too, they, they really tried in order to separate us, but the Lord saw us through, so we didn't even have a child immediately after our marriage because I went through a lot of things, but God saw us through, that's why we named my child Victor. Victor. Because, yes, we are more than conquerors. Yeah, than that's than awesome. Then at the same... Let me add it. When we want to get back to Victor, she was due in about two uh, weeks. Was due... For two weeks post Victor didn't come out. Wow. And we don't even know that she's already I mean yeah. she was not feeling anything. Yeah. I just say, hey, go to hospital and Levant and let just and right away the doctor said, Hey, Matthew, you are a killer. I said, What have I done? Uh. She's supposed to have given but I didn't know anything. Wow. So the doctor had to retain her. And and that was how they induced her mm. and that. Victor now came out. Before Victor even came out, she labored for about 24 Yes, yeah, yeah. then, and they were already preparing not to you know, do like kind of forcep, not to bring out my baby. So it was just five minutes to that period because everything has been set. Mm. And along the line, you know, my husband you know, has been calling on pastors to pray along. So just five minutes to that time, everything has been set. So I just you know, went into labor and delivered my baby. Wow. So uh, we thank God for everything. So then along the line, you know, growing up again, it's been a lot of challenges. So coming back to America as well is a lot of, you know, face a lot of challenges, but I thank God for, for his grace. Yes. Then we were both you know, Sunday school teachers. So mm-hmm. we teach you know, in adults and children classes. And at the same time, you know, we have prayer group like that, 40 days prayer and fasting yes. we had online. That people joined us from South Africa, Uganda, you know, UK, Ghana, so, Ghana, yeah. so all, almost all over the country. It was beautiful. Joined us. Yes, it yes, was awesome. Beautiful. So, and the, my experience is that, you know, what I was expecting, because I'm a kind of person that I can't just come to church and sit down, not doing anything. I love to belong to a particular group. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm used to that. I can't sit down and not you know, giving out something. At least let people enjoy Christ through me. Yeah. Not and I will just be receiving always. So that's but due to the nature of because the, the says this there's this general saying that when you are in Rome you behave like Romans. So <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, so that was I'll be asking for the processing of joining the prayer and the praise team. And by thank God that we were able to join life group, so we have no Bible study that we join believers' authority. So with uh, Sister Helen, so I yes. thank God for everything here we have today. But I'm still longing for more. Yes, it's like I've not really served my God as ought to be yes. here in America. Yeah, honestly. Well, you guys have so much to offer and are just um, rich in ministry and passion for God. 
and we're so thankful that you're at the Calvary Church, and um, I want you to just end tonight, uh, if you wouldn't mind, Matthew, to pray for our church. Uh, pray whatever the Lord has you to pray. I believe that um, our prayers make a difference, and I want you to just pray uh, for our church, whatever way you feel led to pray for us uh, tonight. All right, let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we bless your name for tonight. We thank you for this gathering. Thank you. We thank you for sharing our testimony of your goodness in our yes, lives. This is to edify other believers that you are a good God. Yes, Lord. If you say a thing, you will bring it to pass. The Bible says heaven and heart will pass away. But the word of the Lord will not pass away unfulfilled. Thank you. Father, we appreciate you. Accept our times in the name of Jesus. Yes, Jesus. And so, King of glory, this is the church, your church, whom you have labored for. You have suffered for this church. And yes, we are the church. It's not the building. Yes, Lord. Father, Lord, we pray for more direction from you. That is from the Holy Spirit. That will direct our path towards you every day of our life. Yes, Lord. Till we see you in glory. Give unto us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, King of glory, we ask for the grace, special grace, to continue to follow you. To follow you, not minding the distraction of the world. No, yes. There are so many distractions in this world trying to make us to look back. Yes. And whoever look back is not fit for the kingdom. That's what the Bible says. We want to continue looking unto Jesus, yes, who Lord. is the author and the finisher yes, of our grief. Father, help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We can't do it on our own. But by your spirit, yes, we want the infilling of the Holy Spirit of God to continually lead in us and lead us to the great, the great, the great land that we are heading to. And that's where we are going. We're going to heaven. We're going to see you. You will help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We want power online, the power of Holy Spirit to quicken our mortal being to be able to achieve this. Yes, All this we ask. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Would you Amen. appreciate them tonight? Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Yes. They're wonderful people. I hope you'll take some time to get to know them a little bit more uh, on your own. But I uh, wanted to also just give a quick update. We mentioned on Sunday we needed about $64,000 to to pay cash for the Oxford building. At this point, where we stand is about, we need about 37000 And so isn't that wonderful? We've had about $30,000 uh, since Sunday given, and we're believing we can pay cash for that building. We're closing on Monday, and so thank you for your generosity towards that. And uh, why don't you find somebody you haven't talked to yet today? And tell them you're glad to see them tonight, and we'll look forward to seeing you Sunday for Thanksgiving service. God bless you. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, 
and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.